Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to another Wisdom Wednesday episode of the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Ben. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And we are both naturopathic doctors who empower you to heal yourself through whole food, plant-based nutrition, and mind-body medicine. And we're excited to have you here to join us for another Wisdom Wednesday episode. We're exploring the uh, you know more psycho-spiritual, deeper connections between mind and body really gaining to gain uh really aiming to gain greater insight understanding and peace with ourselves self-awareness that empowers us to uh you know be our own healer and have have peace and joy in, in the healing journey um so in these alter your health episodes we are working our way head to toe and talking about the psycho spiritual connections that may exist between body mind and soul and um today we're talking about the ears really we, we talked about the ears in medicinal monday um really focusing on like ear infections as is most pertinent for those youngsters who are most susceptible to the ear infections based on their anatomy we talked about the shorter eustachian tubes we talked about all those nutritional lifestyle uh, dietary factors that um, increase the risk and likelihood of recurrent and chronic ear infections. Um, so today we're kind of talking about the ears and hearing and listening and uh, just kind of the metaphors that might exist between our ears and uh, ourselves. <laughs> and um, so, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's let's dive into some of these questions and topics. Great. Yeah. So I think like with all of these Wisdom Wednesday episodes, I like to first start by talking about more of the brain body connection, talking about really how stress can impact us on a a very, very, you know, specific level, depending on organ or area in the body. And so first the question is, okay, how would a chronic state of stress impair our hearing or impair our ear health in general. 
And of course, <clears throat> we can talk about the earache example, the um, otitis media, the ear infection example. If someone is under chronic stress, experiencing chronic stress, we know an immediate result of that is suppression of the immune system, which is going to make us more prone to falling ill to an acute upper respiratory infection that's going to be that first step that can lead to the secondary bacterial infection of an ear infection. Um, okay. So just to kind of lay that connection For out. Sure. And then with regard to hearing, I mean, I just think about the, you know, so-called quote unquote <clears throat> neuroinflammation uh, that is associated with chronic stress, the autonomic nervous system dysregulation from chronic stress, kind of being in that overactive sympathetic nervous system. Um, and then not to say that hearing is a parasympathetic, you know, uh, uh, response that we can only really gain when we're under parasympathetic control of the nervous system. But, you know, that nervous system dysregulation very well could interfere with all sorts of sensory and neurological things, as is the case with, um, you know, cognitive impairment with age and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I think that in the from the perspective of um, hearing and ear health from that point of view as well, our stress and mindset does have that direct brain body physiologic connection. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit more about the energetics, the energetic component of uh, our ears and really what our ears represent. Hmm metaphysically. <laughs> and we can consider that our ears really represent our ability to hear, of course. <laughs> Just like last week, we've got another sensory organ, right? It's a major way that we take in information. And so when we look at some potential probable energetic con contributors to uh, ear issues, we see things like not wanting to hear. Um, maybe there being too much turmoil around us. Interestingly enough, in Louise Hayes, Louise Hayes book, she has um, not wanting to hear too much turmoil, parents arguing. Huh, that is interesting. So parents arguing maybe like this history of like, oh, you kind of tune that out, tune that out, you shut that out, you numb that out. So right. you're less, less um, sensitive to auditory stimuli in other areas of life. Right. And I guess that's that just going back to last week where we were talking about eye, the metaphysical connections with eye health and vision. It was very similar. Yeah. Right? What are we, you know, what are we unwilling to see mm -hmm. in our world? What are we unwilling to perceive in our world? And now it's like a, this deeper question. What are we unwilling to hear? Right. What are we not, what are we wanting to kind of shut out, turn off, tune out, um, these kind of questions. Exactly. Yeah. And just to reference another great book here, we've got the one from uh, Ina Siegel. And she has here that ear aches or ear issues can be a result of not wanting to hear what is being said, trying to block other people out, uh, feeling like others want to control you. And then I also like that she also includes here not listening to your own yeah. insight and wisdom. I mean, when you when I initially hear the um, about the ears and hearing, I definitely think about tuning in, tuning into like the own one's own dialogue, one's own, both like the egoic kind of 
personal thinking, mm-hmm. just kind of that cluttered mind that we might be overwhelmed by, but also that deeper voice, that voice of truth and wisdom and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like our ability to hear it all and discern what's really, you know, in our highest good and what's kind of like that self-sabotaging uh, inner critic, so to speak. Definitely. Definitely. But I do, I, I love this connection that is being drawn between um, not being willing to hear the turmoil or the whatever that we're surrounded by, because I, I mean, I'm sure many listeners out there can relate to a time when, you know, you're just like, la, 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I know there's been some times where, you know, I'm really upset and like Ben and I are having a moment with each other. And I'm just like, no, no, no. I literally like plug my ears like, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And this very similarly to last week, you know, it's interesting because when I'm coming from that place of plugging my ears, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's as if I'm I'm feeling within myself like, oh, I don't I don't want more of this unpleasant stimuli to knock me more off balance, right? Like I I just want to be in my own little bubble and take care of myself. I don't want to be influenced by all this negative energy out there, right? But I think a more empowering way to look at all of this is like, okay, well, how can we be, you know, in situations that we can't control, right? Situations right. where someone might be blabbering on about something we don't like, someone might be yelling, someone might be arguing. How can we show up in those moments um, in an empowered way? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought up the, the you know, quote unquote, negative energy stuff, because I think a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, when there's negativity, just, you know, turn, you know, turn those people away and block yourself and put up boundaries against, quote unquote, negative energy and negative people. Um, But it's like, yeah, okay, we can kind of draw those energetic barriers or maybe create those physical barriers and try to, you know, preserve ourselves and our well-being inside some bubble. And it's just like, you know, it's all rainbows and unicorns and butterflies inside of our bubble. But at the same time, we're disconnected. So it's Mm -hmm. like, how can we have this relationship that's connected and empowered and, um, you know, based on authenticity rather than just these false, this false sense of security and protection, which really doesn't exist. And, you know, this illusion of control that I think so many of us, you know, human beings uh, desperately try to create and maintain and preserve ourselves in this illusion of control. Right. And, um, you know, and yeah, I think that, you know, the, the intention that I see is to, you know, really just come into relationships and be curious to hear it all and take it all in and just like allow my senses, allow my eyes, allow my ears, allow my hearts, allow my uh, sense of touch, you know, smell, (laughs) all of it, allow my intuition to just take it all in and not be overwhelmed by it, but just recognize all that stimuli, all that stuff as just information in my brain and my body and my soul knows how to kind of let it all settle and land. And then I can respond in this like grounded, proactive kind of soul-centered way rather than this, you know, reactive, triggered, emotional sort of way, which 
again, you know, it's like all, we're all human beings and we're all subject to that emotional reaction, those re emotional response, but we can aim to create that separation or, or see that separation that exists that allows us to be more proactive and empowered. Yeah. Or at least like really what matters most is to simply understand, understand how, um, you know, these external stimuli, including what we hear actually are not the things that create our human experience. Rather, it's our thinking about those stimuli that actually creates our human experience, our reactions, our feelings towards yeah. things. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I'm actually realizing that we that I have a very kind of recent example of um, being very human and falling into this kind of um, this idea that what I was hearing was influencing my mood and my, you know, outlook on life or whatever. And we were actually, Ben and I were, we've done a lot of long uh, days in the car recently. We've been traveling a little bit. And uh, on our, our most recent road trip day, I, I remember like Ben, Ben said something. And to me, I interpreted what he said as kind of like criticism. Uh, and it really put me in a funk. And I remember actually telling him, we were talking a little bit about this. And he was like, you know, Susanna, I, w I was just sharing some observations. And to me, I was looking at what he said through the lens of, you know, criticism. But really, Ben's perspective was I was just sharing some um some observations and, and, you know, and I'm sorry that it came across to you as criticism, but what's interesting is what, how I responded in that, in that conversation was saying, well, then, you know, sometimes I don't always want to hear your observations. Can't you just keep them to yourself? And when, when I'm coming from that place, I'm coming from a victimhood mindset. I'm coming from this mindset of, um, you know, what comes out of your mouth influences me. So can you mind what you say? Um, but that's not an empowering place to live by. And I, you know, I just kind of invite myself and everyone else to consider that, like, you know, we don't have to shelter ourselves from what our partner says or from what anyone is saying because we're stronger than that and we're more resilient than that and you know it's okay if we're human and we feel influenced by something that someone says but like the reality and the truth is that we're we're so much more than our transient moods and reactions we're so much stronger and more powerful than that and if we can just see like i'm just looking back at that situation and realizing okay i had this moment of, you know, really kind of judging what Ben was saying as criticism. I took that to heart. I took my insecure thoughts really seriously. And, you know, I made a whole story about it. And that's okay. And none of that's true. And I see that now. Um, but I think having that relationship with understanding where our experience and reactions come from, makes us not only feel stronger, but also, you know, makes me feel like, okay, I don't need to shelter myself. I don't need to live in a bubble. I don't need to protect myself because I have everything I need um, to move forward in life, no matter what comes my way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about just kind of, um, you know, those people who are public figures in our world who, you know, um, you know, anyone who's 
got a lot of eyes and attention on them. You know, people are drawing all sorts of, you know, quote unquote, positive feedback and negative feedback and criticism. And, and it's like, I guess what's important to recognize is that, that, that which we're receiving, you know, that, that positive feedback, that negative feedback, uh, you know, like we can take it all in, you know, and I guess I'm thinking about those, those people who receive a lot of feedback and, you know, they, they've got constant, um, you know, praise and or hate coming their way. And it's, I'm always kind of inspired by people and their ability to not get bogged down on either the praise or the hate, but to just kind of take it all in and use it all. And, you know, because people generally like often talk about constructive feedback versus non-constructive feedback or constructive criticism versus non-constructive criticism. But I guess my point is like all quote unquote, so-called criticism or feedback or anything that we take in through our senses can be constructive. Like we have the ability to take it all in and and use it and see it and, or, or let it go. If it's just like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to listen to that. That's bogus. That doesn't, that's, that's false, you know? So let it bounce off of us. Let it, let it be deflected by our, our truth and um, that which is resonant, that which we are, you know, triggered by. It's like, hmm, there's something there. What can I, how can I look at it? How can I hear it from a deeper place that's like not so, again, so reactive? And how can I grow with that? And um, yeah, use that to, you know, inform this evolution of myself. So, yeah. yeah. And it really makes me think, you know, I feel like one of the last questions I'd like to kind of consider here, or explore together is like, when we talk about someone as being a good listener, <laughs> mm-hmm. what does that mean? And I feel like the example that you provided, Ben, of like, just simply being open to receiving all that feedback, for example, or... Yeah being with someone who's triggered and even hearing that or being someone who's ge- being with someone who's giving us praise and hearing that and really what it means to me to be a good listener you know from this kind of perspective is to really yeah take in the information with the awareness of our own thoughts our own filter Filter. that is running at the same time, right? I mean, I think we've all had the experience where we've really listened to someone and we felt as though we we were listening from a very quiet mind, right? Like we didn't have this whole film strip of thoughts going on at the same time that someone else was talking. We weren't listening to two things at the same time, essentially, right? We're just listening to someone else speak. I think that's kind of an unrealistic expectation to hold for ourselves because we're humans and we do have a constant stream of thought all the time but to to simply have the awareness that we are going to have our own thoughts while we're listening to someone else and rather than you know immediately kind of giving more attention to our own thoughts going back to what that person is saying and and maybe creating a little bit of space and time before we just react or create those quick judge judgments or whatever it is, you know? And I like the example of like someone 
providing negative feedback, whether it's constrictive or not. I mean, whether it's constructive or not, um, receiving negative feedback mm -hmm. and like, you know, not, not simply just like blowing it off, but it's like, oh, we can actually take in the information and decide for ourselves whether it's true or not. Yeah, well, of course, I'm sitting here listening to you and thinking, oh, I want to say this, I want to say that. <laughs> and like, oh, I'm, oh, my gosh, we're talking about being a good listener. I better be a good listener. <laughs> um, and I, uh, of course, like, to me, like being a good listener is listening. Because I think that very rarely do I listen. I'm usually listening and thinking usually listening and formulating a response, mm -hmm. usually listening and fill in the blank, right? Any number of things. So it's always a good reminder to just listen. And then in that listening, we're able to feel into the perfect response that's connected with true wisdom and creativity. Um, but also, I was thinking about the experience of because I've had those experiences of like true listening where it's mm -hmm. like nothing else is going on. And sometimes that exists, you know, when there's a lot of things going on. Maybe I'm not in a quiet room. Maybe I'm in with a bunch of people. Maybe there's a lot going on. But, you know, it's like sometimes you're having that conversation at the cocktail party or, <laughs> or whatever. And it's like you're having that conversation, but you're hearing that and you're hearing that and you're hearing this over there. It's like you're not. It's like what? Like you're trying to like listen to so many things at once, but sometimes you're at that same cocktail party or whatever, and there's a lot going on, but there's just so much in it, you know, presence with this conversation. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting how we can tap into that good listening anywhere, anytime. And it's all for me, for sure. A good reminder of, um, you know, just doing more of that. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up the piece about like listening to our own wisdom in the formulation of a response. Which we can't do if we're also listening. Like we cannot, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think we can only, only listen to one thing at a time. Well, it's interesting because my experience in hosting these Wisdom Wednesday episodes with you, Ben, is listening and there are some times where it's like, yeah, I have thoughts of whether it's like, oh, Ben is going on too long about this one point or blah, 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 blah. You have blah. those or, thoughts too? Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> or like, we need to move on to the next point. Like sometimes there's thoughts like that coming from that kind of energy, right? But sometimes um, like I was just more recently just listening to you and I feel this little bubbling up of like, oh, I want to share. I want that makes me want to share this or that makes me want to share that. And that, that energy of, you know, the, uh, the, just the purity of that energy. I don't want to use the word excite, exciting. I want to use the word of just like inspiring energy that comes up, has that different quality. Um, to me, that's listening to wisdom and then sharing that wisdom. So, you, so if I hear you, um, you, you're hearing me, you're hearing what I'm saying, but also in that same moment, you're hearing me and my voice and what's being conveyed through me, but you're also hearing something coming up inside of you. So mm -hmm. you do feel like you are hearing from, you know, two places, so to speak, at, at one time. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know if I've had that experience. I no? guess probably, I mean, I guess probably I have. But you, I guess what I was saying is usually, like for sure I've had that experience, but it makes me question if I'm here in my own wisdom or thoughts or whatever you want to call it, am I really hearing what's going on outside? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I guess it's just something to kind of, you know, consider. Get curious where, about where Where, where, we're pointing our ears. <laughs> Are we pointing them outside or inside? Um, or can we point them both? Yeah. We, we do have two ears after all. Maybe one's going outside, one's going inside. I like that. And I, lastly, you know, I, I um, remember being, it, it was pointed out to me how, you know, in the word heart is, of course, ear. Ear is H-E-A-R-T, heart has ear in it. Um, so it's that that is just kind of a good metaphor and reminder that we can listen with our heart and our heart kind of has ears too and hears things maybe in a more deeper, deeper and more grounded place. I like that. That's a great note to end on. Cool. All right. Well, um, thanks as always for tuning in and hanging out with us. Any feedback or comments or sharing is much appreciated. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time on the podcast. Bye for now.